0: Before you is a wondrous, vibrant carnival. Sweethearts stroll hand in hand, munching on delectable treats. A glittering ferris wheel rotates nearby. Strangely dressed clowns roam through the crowds. There are many tents, most emblazoned with colorful signage. In the distance, a huge castle looms over the carnival. Large letters spell out Heckna's Funhouse over the facade of a clown's face. His face is painted in an enthusiastic expression, eyes wide and mouth open. Although painted, the clown's eyes seem to follow you everywhere. And as you look into the crowd, the very same figure whose face you just saw emblazoned on the front of this building approaches you. Hecna himself is coming through the crowd of the Revelia, and what you see is a tall figure bedecked in very festive ornate garb. He wears a version of a jester's hat with these kind of colorful appendage-like pieces of fabric protruding out. And his face is not a normal humanoid face with normal skin and normal features. What you see is a very mask-like face. And through this mask, he is still able to convey expressions. And the expression that he conveys to you is one of joy and a little bit of mischief.
1: Hello and welcome to Making a Monster, the weekly podcast where game designers show us a monster of their choice and we discover how it works, why it works, and what it means. I'm Lucas Zellers. I have to apologize for the audio quality on this week's episode. I'm moving this month and recording in some different places, but I won't apologize for the monster we're covering. A lot of D&D supplements are launched through Kickstarter, and some of the most polished have come from Hit Point Press, including The Deck of Many, The Humblewood Academy, and most recently, the Heckna Carnival Horror campaign setting. This week, my guest is a lead writer on that project.
0: My name is Ashley Warren, and I'm a writer, narrative designer, educator. I've worked on lots of projects in the tabletop RPG industry, most notably the Uncaged Anthology and Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, the recent Wizards of the Coast hardcover <laughs> release, and Heck no, which is what we'll be talking about today.
1: When I conceived the show, your name was at the top of my list, because I've been on the DMs Guild since 2018. That top selling bar has had Uncaged smack in the middle of the top 10 for ages.
0: The Uncaged anthology is a series of adventure anthologies, all for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Each adventure subverts the tropes surrounding a female creature from mythology or folklore. And the anthology was created by more than a hundred artists and writers from around the world, all of whom have a passion for for monsters. So I feel like this is <laughs> this podcast is a good fit for me as someone who loves monsters. I didn't pick something uncage related for our topic today. What I thought would be best is to talk about Hecna from the recent Hecna Kickstarter.
1: Oh, I had no idea you were involved with that.
0: Yeah, so I'm technically my title is lead writer. I have been right working on that for pretty much the whole year. So I thought it would be fun to talk about the titular character, Hecna. Because he is his own monster and has his own monster design that we've put a lot of thought into. The one thing I can't probably do yet, since the book isn't out, is to talk too much about the specific stats, but I can talk a little bit about the features that he has as a monster and things like that. Hecna is, in many ways, your typical evil clown, but there's a lot that makes him different. I mean, it's different than an NPC, which Hecna also is, but yeah, Hecna is a full creature. He's the villain of the book. So the goal is that. Characters encounter him and potentially defeat him. Characters can encounter him at any point. It's very similar to Curse of Strahd, where you can encounter Strahd fairly early in the campaign, and a lot of people do. With Hecna, it's kind of the same scenario. He's very much present at the Revelia, which is the setting of the book. The Revelia is his own creation, so he's inextricably tied to this dark carnival setting. It's something that he's created that he's been building for years. And he is so closely linked to the Revelia. It can't really exist without him and he can't exist without it. So he is very much, he's ever present in this locale. His face is on everything, including posters and, and the rides and things like that. So it is very much Hecna's own domain. In many ways, Hecna and the Revelia setting are classic Clowns, classic carnival settings. We definitely wanted to hone in on the familiarity of those environments because there's something that's just so fun about a carnival setting. But what's fun about a carnival setting is also that you can make it really dark and kind of messed up or, or, you know, you can really like put a lot of of your own spin on that. So in that sense, Heckna is very much an evil clown, similar to, you know, Pennywise. Although I will say that my influence for Hecna is a little bit more Tim Burton-esque. I am a huge Tim Burton fan. I'm trying to think of a good word to describe it. Just the kind of general air that both Hecna and Jack Skellington give off. They're these people that lots of others look to as leaders. They are able to amass followers who believe in their vision for something. So for Jack Skellington, it was like his version of Christmas and for Heckna, it's his version of the Revelia. And so I really enjoyed that part of Jack Skellington's character, how he's able to really get people to follow his creative vision as wild as it gets. And so for Hecna, it's that, but ramped up to like 11. It's <laughs> Hecna like has no like limits on things. And so he'll do anything to tell a good joke, even though sometimes what he considers to be a good joke, no one else considers to be a good joke, which I think is fun for a dungeon master to embody that about Heckna. And then also I think Hecna really represents kind of the classic court jester, especially in appearance. A lot of his, Actual costuming and, and design was inspired by Venetian carnival masks and kind of classic Renaissance era gestures that you would see across Europe in different courts. And I think that that aesthetic is really fun and and kind of different from the clowns that we see portrayed in a lot of pop culture. The Hekna aesthetic is a mix of this like classic carnival circus sideshow era type aesthetic mixed with campy horror flicks. So there's a lot of like anachronisms in in the story as well, which is really fun.
1: How are they embodied or changed or remixed in the person of Hecna himself as you've presented him?
0: He he's been very particular about how he chooses to present himself, which I find really interesting. And at one point, he was a person who he is now is the result of a lot of this twisted magic that he's kind of sacrificed over the years to make the Revelia. So he's he's kind of transcended just normal humanity. But I find that kind of an interesting part of his, his character. So I will say that Hecna is certainly driven by nefarious <laughs> motivations. It's, I think in a way that he reminds me a lot of people on like social media who are always just trying to make a joke, even when it's not the appropriate time to make a joke. And that's like always so incredibly frustrating is when people don't like really take into account like the tone of something. And that's totally heck He just doesn't really care. He'll just make a joke no matter what. And that's what makes him both amusing, but also just dangerous is that nothing really seems to he doesn't react to things the way that a lot of normal people would expect to react Mm -hmm. to things like you know grotesque situations and so i think as a villain that's what makes him interesting to to go up against is that it's not just this cut and dry situation of oh we'll just dispatch the villain and that's it like he he's like roped in all of these people to be a part of his world and so when you remove Hekna from the world there's impact There. I think that a lot of the motivations that players may experience when they're at the Revelia to confront Hecna is just seeing how he's built the Revelia and kind of the cost that. That has required from the people who are part of the revelia so there's you know a group of you know party goers who are called the revelers and they you know are found throughout the revelia but to really become a true reveler you have to basically give up your identity and you you just are agreeing to get lost in the revelia for yeah. you know eternity potentially and also there's the creatures that Hecna has created are not always very pleasant. And so there's just kind of even though there's there's fun to be had, the revelia is a dark place. It's it's a place where there's you can kind of do whatever you want, but you also lack a lot of free will. You can't just leave once you're there. And so I think that just the the fight to, you know, escape or to find a way out or to help others find a way out is kind of the central one of the central themes, of course, like every group may interpret that differently, but it's very much similar to Curse of Strahd and Ravenloft. Once you get sucked into a domain, a lot of your motivation becomes how to get out of that domain. There's a lot of reasons to want to confront Hecna and just kind of witnessing what you do at the Revelia is kind of reason itself. That's not to say that it's all, it's all awful, but it's, it's not the wondrous place that it pretends to be. Like beneath that wonder is a lot of kind of grim activity.
1: This is also like a master's thesis waiting to happen. So you can limit the scope of it by talking about just Hecna or just the Reveglia. What do you think is the relationship between comedy and horror?
0: I think that there's a huge link between comedy and horror because I think both are very subjective. And I think that sometimes comedy taken to extreme limits can be someone else's horror. And I think the the things that we find funny sometimes that's, you know, at someone else's expense. And so I think that it's, it's a complicated relationship. But I, I personally really enjoy horror that has bits of comedy, because I think it alleviates some of the darker themes in horror. And I like comedy that, you know, brings in a bit of horror, because it really makes it not necessarily more powerful, but I think they kind of elevate each other as genres. That's also why I enjoy fairy tales because they kind of hone in on similar aspects of that where they have these moments of levity mixed with these really dark and grim moments. What makes Heckna fun is that he's genuinely funny. I want people to laugh at the table and just be like, wow, like that was, that was like a bad <laughs> pun or something like that. And kind of have those like fun but cringy moments because I do think that when a villain makes you laugh, that makes them dangerous too, because they kind of can manipulate your emotions toward them. Because I think that comedy can be like the great unifier. Like, I think when we find things that everyone can find funny or joyful, that's really powerful. So, when people can manipulate that, that's when things get really scary.
1: What does Hecna and the Revelia tell us about the world we live in now?
0: So many things, honestly. I think that we, especially this year, during a global pandemic and a lot of complicated things happening in the world a lot of us are looking for ways to escape into our favorite favorite stories and favorite media we we want to remember what it's like to you know be kids and just have fun and just fully immerse ourselves in a fun environment but i think it's also that there's a price to pay for full escapism because we can't necessarily bury our heads in the sand and ignore important things in the world so i think like at this time and in our lives a lot of us are trying to find the balance between how do we, you know, stay informed and connected to what's happening in the real world while also, you know, protecting our mental health and and finding fun and joy where we can. So not to get like too high level with it, but I think in a lot of ways that's kind of what's embodied in, in the revelia is people who wanted to escape but they kind of went too far and now they're lost. And so I think that getting lost in and things that we we kind of depend on in terms of like the art and stories that we love is kind of a thing that all creatives go through. Like how, how much of myself to put into this you know, mm. fictional story without totally losing myself. So I think in that way, it's, it's very relatable. And I think that when you look to someone like Heckna who really doesn't care about anyone but himself about what he has created and will continue to create no matter how much it hurts other people. Like, I think that's, that's kind of like some, a good lesson for all creators to keep in mind is is our is our success and creativity ever like at the expense of someone else. I guess that's, that's a long way of saying that I think there's a lot of relevancy. But it's also, it's just another option for people to have a fun time at their table. And sometimes that's all a game needs to be.
1: <laughs> is there anything that we have missed anything that you want to make sure we mention or cover?
0: I think that the main thing would be that, despite talking about horror and the manipulation that Hector might inflict on characters playing through this game, I do really want to emphasize how important it is to have safety tools at your table. I think with a character like Hecna, those things are more important than ever, because it should still be a fun experience for everyone at the table, including the dungeon master. And so when you're playing a character like Hecna who really doesn't have limits or doesn't really adhere to, you know, the polite society, <laughs> that you make sure that you establish what those lines are for your table to make it fun, because it should be fun, it should be funny, you, sh- you should make lasting memories, but it shouldn't be a campaign that is hurting anyone's feelings. That's really not the point of it, even with a, a wily villain like Hecna. Even Hecna doesn't necessarily want that. <laughs> as, as evil as he is, he, does, he still wants you to have fun playing this game. <laughs>
1: If you want to bring Hecna to your table or play in the Revelia, you can do that even before the book releases.
0: If you would like to download the free Heckna playtest for now, you can go to thedeckofmany.com and the full Hecna book will be available there in early 2021. That'll be a beautiful hardcover. They also are doing a special edition hardcover that has just an incredible cover. It's like has gold foil on it. It's so cool. So yeah, there's going to be lots of Hecna goodies to get. Minis, <laughs> they're Mickey minis. Yeah. Press has, has it going on. They just like have all the stuff on lock. They make the most beautiful products.
1: Thanks for listening to Making a Monster. If you like what you've heard and you want to support the show, please share it with the people you play games with. Your recommendation will go a long way toward helping people trust me with their time and attention. And it's a real gift to me and the creators I feature. You can also make the show better by supporting me on Coffee. It's a digital tip jar that will help me do things like license music for the show and release bonus episodes more often. When you do, you'll get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes and a sense of camaraderie and partnership usually reserved for adventuring parties. You'll find all those links in the show notes or at scintilla.studio slash monster. That's S-C-I-N-T-I-L-L-A dot studio slash monster. On that page you'll also find art from the game that Hitpoint Press provided as part of some promotional consideration for this episode. The song you heard under the opening narration is called Jolly Jamboree. It's one of 10 hecna themed tracks produced for the Kickstarter by Mint Potion. Here's where to find more of Ashley Warren's work.
0: So, you can find all my work at my website, which is scribemind.com, just the word scribe and mind smooshed together to be one word. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley N H Warren. And I'd also like to invite you to join the RPG Writer Workshop community, which is at RPGWriterWorkshop.com. We are running our Write Your First Adventure Workshop in November, and we have a ton of new courses and programs coming in 2021. So that's a great place to go to get started in adventure design. The registration deadline is October 31st. But if you are interested in taking our other courses that are available year round, we do have other courses in our catalog. So there's always something to learn and participate in at any time
1: of year. Ashley Warren, thank you so much for being on the show. This is really exciting. I haven't done an evil clown yet. I knew I was going to at some point. I'm glad it's this one.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad to have introduced evil clowns to your your podcast (laughs) catalog. So thank you for having me.